Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, lovely people. I am really excited to bring this amazing, amazing young lady next to me uh, live to you. Her name is Marie Eve. Uh, Mongrain, if you pronounce it correctly, yes. Very close, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, close enough. And uh, a lovely friend of ours has actually connected us through LinkedIn, Jared Bull. Thank you so much for uh, putting us in touch. And we had a bit of a pre-chat and I was just blown away by your energy. I really sit straight away. Like, I want to bring you to our audience because uh, you've got a really, really beautiful story to tell. I'm not going to take anything away from that. I'm going to hand straight over to you. And would you do us the honor to introduce yourself to our audience? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me and, you know, wanting to connect with me as well. So I know everything oh. is about energy and <laughs> we were a match today. Um, my name is Marie-Ève. And if you want to pronounce it in French, it's Marie-Ève. Um, Marie-Ève Marie yes, <laughs> uh, I'm going to teach you French, Marie-Ève, sounds so romantic. <laughs> uh, I am 36 years old and I live in Quebec, Canada, so oh, way wow. across the ocean. <laughs> I'm just looking down quickly because I want to see, um, I always have the live video here on our, there we go, just so I can see if there's anybody having any questions. There you go. Oh, Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> no, no, hey, no Cheryl. worries. <laughs> And so I am a mother of two, two little girls. And the reason I'm here is because my husband passed away in 2017 of cancer. Yeah. And yeah. so I've had a loss, a major loss at 32 years old. And mm -hmm. my mindset was very strong. When, yeah. we, when he had cancer, uh, at first it was a stage three, uh, rhabdomyosarcoma mm -hmm. that started yeah. in his butt. And then um, he, he lasted 14 months, just like the statistic predicted but mm -hmm. then after that I had an awakening and love attraction came into my life and mm -hmm. since then I've learned so much and it became a life coach incredible I I'm just so blown away when I meet other people that have gone through major adversity and turned it into some golden nuggets that are now literally spreading into this beautiful world and uh, you know to turn adversity into inspiration is really really incredible so I want to salute you for that straight up front and also your kids are super little very young they're five and seven is that correct yes yeah so um, they were even a baby they were babies when your husband passed um, yes how my, how my youngest are, was six months yeah incredible I just I just really you know I have got so much respect for what you did um, because my boys were 10 and 8 when Rob passed, not here to compare, yet I can imagine what it means when you have two babies, you know, like it, it's just really incredible what you've done and also the inspiration that you're spreading now. So uh, I want to start with your kids first, if that's okay. How are they doing and how do you keep that image, that memory, that beautiful person, their dad alive for them? You know, what, what do you do about that and how do they deal with it? Because obviously kids deal with it very, very differently compared to adults. Yes. And no, the one thing I can say, I was very blessed. And I, I don't know if I was blessed or not, but I choose to create my realities. I will, I will manifest. I love it. Blessed, love it. Right? I, love. I choose I to create say, my reality. Yes. Yes. Love it. <laughs> um, they were babies, so they don't really have memories. Like they don't really remember. Uh, yeah even though like their body, the body remembers, right? I, mm -hmm. I, so I'm not taking that away of, from them. 
Yeah. Um, so it was actually for me, it was really easy. I was in my masculine energy of like mm. doing, doing, doing. So I was like mm. the pillar in the family. He got sick. Yeah. And we even had talked about it. Like, oh, it's a good thing that's him because if it was me, I was not working. So I mm. would not have had a salary. And if it was a kid, yeah. like, oh my God, I would have been horrible. So yeah. we were like, we're doing all we can. And he had a mindset. He said, I don't have control. I have cancer. I don't have control. I'm going to die or mm. might die because we didn't, we weren't sure but I have controlled my attitude and I choose to be happy. And I mean, when you live this with a husband- This is so incredible. When you live with a husband who has a mindset, like it's just like energetic wise. I know he was strong, like he's the one sick and he's the one smiling all the time. And mm. he was just so happy. So I did, I said, you know what? We don't know how long you're going to live. You can live one month, three months, mm. one year, five years. You actually might not die of cancer. Yeah. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? So like- yeah. it, he has a timeline, but we all mm. have a timeline that we don't mm. know. So like, let's yeah. just enjoy every single moment. And we made it every single day was filled with lots of, of fun stuff. So when he mm. passed away, I was actually not relieved, but I was at peace. Like the worst mm. part was when he actually um, was told he had 4% chances of surviving five years. That was mm -hmm. a crushing day. Um, mm. but when he passed, I was so at peace and I was so like, I, I had been doing everything by myself for the past. Two, like three weeks for sure but since his capacities were diminishing every every month uh, mm. I was doing everything I was cleaning cooking yeah. doing all all the chores doing the finances taking care of the kids having was a baby <laughs> two babies yeah I had a two and a half oh, year old no. and a six month old I'm just saying and... you actually gave birth to your baby during her, your yes. husband being sick so it's not yes. just that you had two babies you actually you know gave birth to a baby and you know then had to look after two babies as yes. well so it's incredible incredible actually I, I learned i was pregnant five days before we learned he had cancer so like you oh. know i i cannot like the universe is just so well timed yeah and incredible. it was meant to happen and it's just mm. so good so what i did i'm like well i don't have control i'm a widow i'm super good and i was super organized i was like really my masculine energy was like at the top i was performing everything was organized my house like we moved to, to quebec from ontario and I was like mm. the mom of the year. I was, I used to be a teacher. I'm a certified teacher. I used to be a teacher. Like, so I used to use all, like, everything was awesome. I'm like, I'm the mm. mom I want to be. And I had yeah. money because when he passed away, I got a pretty big amount of money. Um, mm. So that relief, what right there was very a blessing too. That is which such a blessing. End, like, yeah. It was a blessing, but at the same time, yeah. a curse because all the insecurities about money, all the mind, the lack mindset came up. So that, that, that comes mm -hmm. later. Um, wow. All I can't wait this, to hear yeah. about that. It's, <laughs> so, it's such a big topic. I'm so glad that you're mentioning that. I, while I just interrupted you anyway, yes. I just want to share something with you because you just got this most beautiful quote here. Um, I love how Marie F describes um, her husband's positive attitude. I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you, Bella, for watching. Um, yeah, it, it's just incredible. It is so incredible to have somebody going through that, having such a positive attitude. But I, I want to hand back to you. So it, it's... Um, having yeah I, I really want to talk about this having this as a blessing and a curse the financial freedom do you want to dive into that now or did you want sure, to pick something can. else that's off because i don't didn't want to interrupt you there yeah no that's okay but i do believe yeah. like people will whatever comes out is what people need right i, I do believe yeah. we channel we're, we're channeling what the energies and there's part of my story that are more important to others and i'm so okay with talking about it so like even if you interrupt yeah. I wanted a sip of water anyway, so thank you. Like, don't do not be shy of oh, don't going worry. in because that means something's happening. Um, so thank yeah, you. so in the end, like, okay, right? 
I got like six digits. Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie about it. Six digits and yeah. never had that much money. Mm. And I, I had fun. I'm like, oh my god, yes! Like it's to see that check is a pretty good yeah. feeling. <laughs> and so <laughs> I will I will not lie. And I'm sorry for yeah. those who did not get that. But yeah. honestly, it was like so good relief. We already had planned that, right? Said so, well for the mm. next five years. Uh, mm. If anybody was gonna or have something, we were planning if anything happened five years to take care of ourselves. And yeah. so what happened is like, okay, that works. But I had so many fears, right? Mm. I got that money, but I'm only a teacher. So what, like in my head, like sub mm. even subconscious, what am I going to do yeah. when that money is out? Because what I did yeah. is I put in investment, but yeah. since I was not working, and was a stay out mom. That yeah. was my income. So my capital yeah, was course. going down. Yeah, no, no, I understand. Yeah. So you're like, okay, it's good. Like, you know, you can see it. And then at one point it's like, well, I never had like, not real furniture, but like I had used furniture in the past. And um, mm. at one point I had a, a used washer and dryer. I'm like, it's not washing well. Maybe you could get a new one, right? It's like, eh, but it costs money. Well, you yeah. do have money. So how about you spoil yourself and yeah. get the one of your dream on a pedestal? Yeah. So I got my dream washer dryer with the pedestal <laughs> under. And it was like, oh my God. <laughs> I used to sleep. Like we used to have our bed frame used to be a two by four and plywood mm. base. Mm. So now like here I am starting and I was living in the, our house that we had built that was supposed to mm. be um, for sale. And it was like a 4,000 square feet house. It was mm. huge, like coming from a tiny house and a tiny condo mm. in Toronto to a yeah. huge house. Then after that, it's like, oh, well, I could get a new fridge and I know mm. get something. So I started changing yeah. a couple of my furniture just to mm -hmm. update to who I am. Yeah, oh, that's so dream. beautiful. It's so powerful. Because yeah. at one point, right, like it's, it was not me. Yeah, yeah, it was useful. But now it's like, I want something pretty and I want something that resembles me. So I would just mm -hmm. get one thing at a time. And I'm like, oh, a little bit more. Oh, a little bit more. And at one point, I'm like, my God, like I was changing because at that time I was, you no. Know, it was not going super well. Like, mentally, I was being gaslighted. And I, anyway, mm -hmm. I fell in love at one point. So mm -hmm. I was like, people might think I'm, I'm suicidal. Here I am spending a bunch of money on stuff, and, <laughs> but I was not used to it. I was not mm. used to it. And yeah. it's so weird. So now I discovered um, I'm a member of Mind Valley. I don't know if you know what Mind mm -hmm. Valley is. Yeah, yes, so yes, I, yes. I, if anybody I, doesn't know, just yes. post below because it's just such a beautiful community and everything is around mindset. There are different speakers, different modalities, uh, meditations, etc. So, uh, videos, movies. It's really, really incredible. It's a huge community. So if you're not aware of it, just Google Mind Valley. It's, it's so incredible. So yeah, you became a member of that. It was very useful because how mm. I got in was from, um, um, oh, I don't remember it. Through energy, I saw a video on Facebook, got in. Then there was a yeah. course that was called EQ, um, Money EQ with uh, oh, well. Scott Mills and yeah. um, Ken Honda, which mm -hmm. is like Japanese, like multi yeah. bestsellers. And mm -hmm. through that course, I met Scott Mills, at, Dr. Scott Mills at, the LA event I'm like oh my god it's like yeah we're starting the event and the, the course yeah. so I, I still connected with the guy and then in the end I went to one of his like he had a little workshop and through that like I work on like the money it's like money is money goes in and out just like you're breathing because mm. I was yeah. so afraid <sighs> I discovering that money is yeah. energy yeah and then Marissa Pierce she's like but well, you know what it's like money since money is energy you mm. say at the end of the oh, I'm afraid I won't have enough energy at the end of the mm. month. 
And it's like, no. Well, when you say, I'm afraid I won't have enough money till the end of the month, yeah. it's the same thing because it's, so it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh my God. And like yeah. stopping to be afraid of, yeah. this is just what I see, but actually money is going to flow in wherever mm. it can, but only if you're mm. in the receiving mode. But from I love, this, I love yes. that you say that, uh, you know, that you have that comparison or, or you learned that comparison about uh, money and the breath, because the thing is, when we take a deep breath in, it feels so good, but we can't hold on to it. We cannot hold on to it. It's literally if we were to hold on to it and just live off that, what we've got in our lungs, we would literally poison ourselves. Isn't that incredible when you think about that comparison with money? So you have to breathe out to be able to breathe in again. And when you really think of that as a, uh, you know, as a coming and going, as an ebb and flow, as a breathing in and breathing out, as energy being here and being there, it's just so beautiful to actually normalize money because so many of us watching this here including myself I had my own money story and I thought I had healed it and then it came very similar to you you know with the life insurance paying off the house doing all the maintenance stuff I have so many parallels to you it's ridiculous I wasn't even aware of that when we chatted how many more parallels there are and money story came back to me and it will come back and I'm telling everyone listening to this right now because I think it's a very important thing to understand that uh, there are things where we believe childhood stuff, money stories, no matter what it is, we come to a point where we're like, but I thought I healed this, but I thought I dealt with that. And you have. It doesn't mean that you haven't. It's just a next level thing. And with every next level, you'll become better and better and better. And then there's the next money story that triggers you. There'll be another money story when you hit the seven figure, the eight figure, whatever. And it doesn't matter what point you reach in your life. You will revisit that lesson, only that you'll know how to deal with it because you'll remember the tools and the ways how you dealt with it so much easier. So I love that you share that, Marie, because it's such a valid point. We all have things to deal with and, um, and, you know, it comes back to the attitude. It depends on how yes. we deal with it and allowing it in is amazing. So, yeah. And even so how me, did you deal? I had, like, so I'm just going to go quickly. I had like that Absolutely. kind of money, mm -hmm. but my house was not paid off. Yeah. Because what we had done is like we had that much money. Like we had yeah. two houses, three, three properties and said, well, at yeah. least it's going to cover rent, like mm -hmm. whatever we can sell. And yeah. so my house was still like, I had this money, but I still had lots of debt. I could have just mm -hmm. used all that money to pay yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I would not have had much to actually live, yeah. right? So yeah. I always had this, but I always had the the, the yeah. heavy the weight well. of yeah. those houses. Totally and one of my house actually, you know, had water damages and it's, mm. it's that built it. There was foundation problems, after mm. problems. Like, oh, oh my God, like yeah. it would have costed everything. Like I had almost 200. I actually lost money on selling the house. Like I had to sell yeah. it under price because yeah. it was not sellable. Um, yeah. But what happened is by discovering this, I'm like, there was so much weight on my shoulder. Like I need to find something to be able to trust in life again, to be able to trust that this is just, you know, now that you know, mm. the reality is like, how can I feel good with what's going on around me? Right. Yeah. And just feel, not with what's happening, but knowing that what's happening right now is just a past vibration. It's a manifestation mm. of a past vibration and a past belief <laughs> I had. So that yeah. finding faith in the universe and in God has definitely helped me. It was more the universe than God. Um, mm -hmm. But again, for the, um, the money, the breathing and out, I used to be a big giver. I, I'm still mm. a, a giver. I, I give, I mm. give, I give. But I was not able to receive. I was like, mm. and I know a lot of people out there and we mm -hmm. can all raise our hand that receiving is very uncomfortable. 
They for me. I had to learn always... it. I had to learn it <laughs> yes. big time. Yeah. And when being a giver, like oh, the idea is that when I give you something, I feel mm -hmm. good, right? It's like oh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm pleasing yeah. you. Like here, I love you so much. I'm giving you something, so I feel good. But mm -hmm. when somebody wants to give me, and I say no, thank you, mm -hmm. I'm actually stopping them from yeah. living the joy of feeling good. Yeah, I'm stopping them from feeling good. So by a big, I love that receive, you bring that up. It is so important. Love it. By, yeah. by being able to receive, I'm actually giving them joy. Mm. Right. So you're allowing them yeah. to feel good. It's it's so incredible. Yeah. So if so you guys simple. out there want to be a giver, receive because then you're giving the joy mm. to the other person. I'm still learning mm. that. Right. Because yeah. there's. I had beliefs about I owe someone something if and at that mm. time like because I was so tired I went like you know very deep very low um uh, energetic and you know, mindset yeah. like getting up out of bed I had to say I, I made myself a list like brush your teeth do your bed and I was able to go back to bed right like just to say I yeah. did something um I I would bring my girls like make them food bring them to school or daycare and go back to bed um mm. there are days there were many days like that and so mm. now I like, think, okay, why like to know I'm worthy, even though I'm sleeping in and even though I can't do anything, uh, but everything was kind of related because money is just a circumstance. And what mm. I learned, because when I did my, my, my certification in neurosciences and in law of attraction, so I have a neurosciences, applied neurosciences mm. background and a freedom formula, we work with the emotions, but that yeah. means every circumstance that it's financial, romantic, family, relationship, all comes down to the emotion. Mm. How does this make you feel? Because money, we transpose our fear on money. People, we transpose our fear and our wounds onto, onto them. So if mm. something happens, like everything is neutral. How do yeah. I see it? Good or bad? It depends yeah. on what lens I use. Yeah, absolutely. Marie, if, if it's okay with you, um, I would like to actually take you back to a very, very pivotal moment in your life. And uh, I would really love for you to share a little bit more about that because there are a lot of people watching here in this group and probably also outside of this group that um, still struggle with that concept of, uh, okay, my husband passed and how do I actually move on uh, or move forward? There is such fine tuning around the wording. I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of moving on. I'm a big fan of moving forward. That's my wording that I choose, but everybody needs to find what, what feels right for them. However, uh, when your husband passed, so obviously you had time to prepare, yet I always feel like no matter how much time you have to prepare, when somebody passes, it still hits you, you know, it still is, you know, and now is the day and you are never, ever really prepared for it, no matter how much you prepare. Do you agree with that or was it different for you? How did for you me, feel when the your husband passed? The thing is my mom passed away passed? five years. My mom passed away five yeah. years prior. So yeah. I was there in our last week and at that time yeah. I had no clue like I thought like oh my god she's in pain like I was so powerless mm. um mm. like I wanted like oh she's back on like she's she's back awake like I wanted yeah. to please her before she died like I wanted to make sure like she didn't want to she because she was suffering a lot yeah the lucky thing is my husband he was he didn't suffer but I didn't see him suffer as much as my mom mm. so yeah. he had amazing care but her it was not the same so mm. by seeing her go through the stages of our final moments I was, for my husband, I was so at peace. Like for the past three weeks, I was at the hospital. I was so at peace. I'm like, okay, I know it's coming. We know it's coming, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do. So 
what can I do? I can be an observer. And I was yeah. finding amazement in the body because even though his body was like crippled with cancer, like I, at one point when every chemo stopped and everything, you could see bumps popping up like popcorn all over his mm. body. Like I was like, wow. The, I, and I love the body and I love the mind. And he would like, so I would have my, my notepad with me. And when he was like in this stage, like semi, like not coma, but like asleep, but he would still mm. do movements like mm. doing something like this. And I would ask him questions like, do you know you were doing this? And can mm. you tell me more about it? Right. Yeah. I, I was a little curious about the other side, about the spiritual side, the, the more uh, on the other side. And he's like, yeah, it's like it's the same room, but the walls are pink and my table is here. And I was trying to grab my cup. Uh -huh. Oh my God. Like I was like, this is wow. so amazing. Right. Mm. And I found awe in everything, even though it was like, horrible i can say horrible but i decided to look at the body I'm like it is wonderful even though like the body's trying to protect itself like how it was destructing itself mm -hmm. but like just how everything was good and but the hospital was amazing this, this the care we had i was just so at peace and at first the first week he got in the hospital in the last three weeks he went by by ambulance because he had a new tumor in his in his spine mm -hmm. um so he was so in pain and he was yeah. in a new hospital because where at the cancer center where he was, they didn't have a, an emergency. So mm -hmm. but the first week they stopped all his meds, everything. But the other hospital, they said, well, the long-term, you know, this is a 12 hour acting, um, whatever medicine, this is yeah. a short term. And so yeah. this is for the pain. We don't run after the pain anymore. But that hospital, yeah. they cut off everything and they were just running after their pain. And I was so like distressed, like you're leaving him in pain. And so yeah. I did everything I could to send him back to the other hospital. Yeah. So when he got there, I said, if he dies, at least I'm okay because I know he's in good hands. Yeah. Right. At the other hospital, I did not feel <laughs> right. I was leaving at night. I love, crying. I love, can I just say, this is, yeah. you know, so many people have this, call it gut instinct, call it intuition, call it, uh, you know, following you in a voice. And not many people have got the courage to stand up for it. You know, and in particular, when it comes to dealing with authorities, and I put that under quotation marks because it's what we perceive as authorities, and they're not just that, they're also human beings, you know, it, it's, it's hard to see that. And sometimes we get quite intimidated when it comes to dealing with doctors or nurses, and they're supposed to know, and how am I supposed to stand up for that and say, no, my husband needs something different. Yet you did, you trusted your gut instinct, you followed your gut instinct, your intuition, knowing that you had to bring him back to the other hospital. And, and that is really incredible. So kudos to you, Thank because you. it's just an encouragement for others listening here um, yes. to do and that if that's more. one thing I can say, even as a life coach now, right? We mm. used, and I'm sure this is kind of, no, I know it was his time, but his story mm. can, can show that you are your own authority in your life. And yeah. since everything is, we create our reality, once mm. you decide that you're your own validation, because cancer and any diseases and any physical symptom is an emotion mm. that has been repressed. That's what I've learned. And that's yeah. what's been uh, time and time um, been validated with other people. And you, once you decide you want to live, you will attract the doctor. You will attract the test results because the universe will say, oh, they're committed to living. So let's give mm. them evidence that they're going to live. But you yeah. have to decide because even 4% chances of surviving does not mean you're going to die unless you decide that this is what the meaning you're giving it to them, right? Yeah. Love assumption will give you what you believe in.
So may as well believe of the best, no matter what. And after I can see all the love hearts flying up. People love what you're saying. <laughs> Thank you. And after it's passing, that we I can't found see someone. The key on the computer. <laughs> I found someone in LA when I went to a Mind Valley conference where the yeah. guy 25 years ago said, "Yeah, I was terminal with brain, lungs, mm. and liver cancer." And mm. the doctor said there was nothing to do. And I said, I refuse. Yeah. And that was 25 years ago. He, he got rid of his cancer and that's it. So I mm. do believe now. And I got evidence of that by, you no. Know, yeah. when you change your, when you change your belief, you're going to yeah. attract new people with new stories that Absolutely. will prove you. So yeah. now I know that. So I, so you are your own, you have to validate yourself. Even the doctors, yeah. the government, the police is only acting on how you treat yourself. Yeah. And Everything is a mirror. And I know it's not about grief, but if there's something people need to leave, that I want them mm. to leave today is people will treat you the way you believe you, you should be treated. So the oh, relationship yeah. with you and your higher self is going to be mirrored in all of your relationship. Mm. And incredible? that means if you Absolutely believe it, that you want to give yourself a consequence, the police will give you a ticket. If you yeah. believe you're going to be like the, anything, that you, if you believe you need to be punished, Hey, this is just a quick break. If you're enjoying this podcast, think of one person that you'd love to share this with. Thank you. Maria, I That's just want baby. to ask you something. I love, I love yes. what happens. It's live. Bring it in. It's absolutely fine. Um, I know that this is a super confronting question for a lot of people. And I also know that you are somebody that I can just ask that, you know, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Um, and what, what came to mind when I was listening to you, when you talk about, uh, you know, this person that you met that uh, had three terminal ill uh, cancer diagnosis and is still living 25 years later, what internet came up for me is this beautiful lady that I'm sure that you know of as well, Anita Moriani, and she wrote the book Dying to Be Me. I recommend this book very often in my group. And the reason why I recommend it is um, not it sounds really cruel when I say it, but I'm just going to say it as it is, okay? So not to rub it in for people who have lost uh, loved ones to cancer, like you, like a lot of people that I can think of right now. And I also know of one lady, I, I don't want to mention her by name now, but she knows exactly who she is when she's listening to this, uh, that has lost um, a loved one to cancer. And she was in one of my programs and we talk about the book. And I knew it was very, very confronting for her. But I also truly believe that we come to various lessons in life. Sometimes they're very harsh, very confronting, but they do come with love. I'm an absolute believer that every lesson comes wrapped in love, even if it sometimes feels quite harsh at the time. So my confronting question to you is, when you do the work that you do now and you meet people like, you know, 25 years later, they're still alive and they fought, fought it because they just did not accept that. And we realize how much emotional baggage um, contributes to cancer. I'm a big believer in that. I'm a very big believer in that. I watched my dad pass from cancer and I know there was a lot of emotional baggage that he had dealt with. And I've got a very close friend going through cancer at the moment that we are all fighting for and rooting for that she will pull through this. And I talked to her about that book before she left. Um, she left to get more treatment. So it was that whole idea of have you looked at that? And I'm really glad that we had this conversation because it really opened something up for her. So here comes a confronting question. How do you deal with that? 
doing what you do now, knowing what you know now, living and breathing it and sharing it with the world. And then going back to, do you ever have this, I wish I would have known that when my husband was going through that, could I have saved him, what if? I, I don't think you are because you're not built like that, but I'd love to hear your answer. So how oh, did you deal with going I through did. that? I, now yeah. I don't, but I did. Oh my God, when I discovered <laughs> I thought, love so attraction. Yeah. I do, I, I was like, No, I don't, I love it. <laughs> but le- a lot less, but I'm like, now yeah. I know things had, I had to go through this to see like the link between this and that. So yeah. that when I had my, my awakening, like, right, mm-hmm. my mindset was there, but the action didn't match. But yes. Well, and yeah. actually, I didn't know that lady that you mentioned until you, we talked last time. Right. And I was oh, like, oh really? my God, Amazing. I didn't know. Yeah. And that story now yeah. I'm like, I know it. And because I was mm. always afraid I didn't have power on my life. Right. If you're yeah. afraid somebody can just stab you and die, then you're like, mm. no, anybody can hurt me. But that story of that lady that, you know, her grandfather said, you get to go back. And so I don't want to, she mm-hmm. chose to come back and got rid of her yeah. cancer in six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I was like, oh my God, I, even for my fe- own fears, right. Of my own mm-hmm. life. That yeah. was like example and evidence of, I get to do this and I get to use this example to anybody mm-hmm. else that says I'm afraid or like, this person has cancer. Like, you mm-hmm. know what? Now all these examples, yes. As much as they bring me of like, Oh my God, he still chose not to come back, right? If mm-hmm. he went out there and, you know, my mom was there, said, you get to, you're, you get back there and mm-hmm. he still chose not to. Mm-hmm. I was like, he still didn't choose me and my, my, my daughter. He still didn't choose this mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But then if they all know, right? If they're all knowing, mm-hmm. after I started crying for that, I was like, but he knew that not coming back was the best thing. Mm. for me for my I'm dreams, having goosebumps oh my god for the world because if you would have come back I would not have learned all of this and be sharing this with the world and living my dreams you know I'm going to uh, uh, Times Square like I have my billboard in Times Square in New York on mm. Easter mm-hmm. like I'm I'm being seen I'm sharing like it's so I know life happens for me and that's what I be, yeah. I, I learned is life happens for us so yeah. I said okay well if he died, life happened for me. But there was a lot of anger. I'm like, mm-hmm. you didn't choose me, right? But at the same yeah. time, when I learned that the world is a mirror, mm-hmm. I was choosing him instead of me. I was loving him instead of me. I was not loving myself then. Mm-hmm. Was, and I, I was honest with myself. Like, he was not the guy of my dream. Physically, mm-hmm. was not. It was not romantic. Like, he was mm-hmm. not the guy of my dream. So I said, as much as it's pain, pain, it's painful to admit I'm okay, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm okay. It's still a little weird to say it. And, but there was a lot of judgment. So, you know, I get money, I'm happy, but my husband mm-hmm. died. So mm-hmm. it's not happy money, it's sad yeah. money. So every time I would, like, it's mm-hmm. not even every time I scan, it's just that would be sad. It, it, it was just all of this. But yeah, the, knowing yeah. people alive, I, when people tell me, yeah, I'm, I'm still alive from cancer, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. And I'm just get I get excited for mm-hmm. them to be alive because they're proving what I believe now. Yeah. Right? Instead of being sad, oh my husband, like I did have those moments. Oh, he didn't yeah. choose that. Like we could yeah. if I knew that before, I want yeah. I wanted to be a savior. I wanted to save everyone when I learned about love attraction. Now let me save you. Let of me course. save you. Of right? course. You know, yeah. 
it's, a, it's incredible like when we get into yeah when we get into this mindset and then we literally want to save the world and heal like my, my biggest mission is to heal the world from grief because I know how I dealt with it and how I changed everything for me and it always comes back to like one of my uh, very first mentors actually said to me every change is a change in meaning and you know it, like same thing is it sad money is it happy money is money even happy or sad it's the meaning that we give it really you know like we can turn it around but the and, difference is like happy money would be I, i'm happy i got it but like yeah. loving but sad yeah. money would be you going to work and yeah you know not like hating your work but getting yeah. money like the energy yeah is not in alignment right money yeah money yeah, yeah. i totally fun. get it money yet i still believe that freedom. we can change the meaning of it even despite your husband died for it or despite i didn't like the work yet it, we can still change the meaning of the money coming through you know we don't have to attach it to that You know, it's yes. us doing that. It's us giving it the meaning. And with that being said, I'd really love to um, let you talk about and let you share about this enlightenment, the epiphany that you had. Can you can you talk uh, talk us through that? Because that's incredible. <laughs> so grief. Uh, and first of all, I just want to say you mentioned you want to heal the world. But mm. if we heal ourselves from within, mm. our energy heals the outside. So as within, so oh, without, right? So if oh, you heal course, your grief within, you don't yeah. even need to share your words. Everything, yeah. everybody's grief gets healed. So I just want yeah. to mention that because that's one thing about, you know, about energies I love and I yeah. believe so much. Um, yeah. How I discover on oh, my awakening, because <laughs> I didn't know mm -hmm. about love attraction before. <laughs> and I mean, in grief, I didn't know I wanted to be the best griever. I'm like, I'm going to show them all off. Right? I'm going to be the mm -hmm. best one. Right. So I, I had taken courses. I want to be a speaker. And mm. I was getting out of, of my comfort zone. Like my motto mm. was being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm. So I got to the restaurant one night and I, I didn't have my girls. I did do, I do date night myself because um, it's amazing. So anybody who's grieving, get the chance to go do something. I went to see Justin yeah. Bieber and Mariana Strange last week, right? It was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to see Imagine Dragon in May. I'm like, yeah, awesome. now I'm like supporting <laughs> myself. But Good do it, you. go eat at the restaurant. Mm. And So I went to the restaurant and the waiter was my type, definitely my type, the voice. Oh my God. I honestly, I'm like, oh my God, I'm melting. I even told him, like, it feels like it sounds it. like you're reciting to me a poem. And he was just telling me the menu <laughs> today. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to leave him my phone number. Like we had such a good time. And yeah. I'm like, I want to leave him my phone number, which I don't do. I, I used to be a shy girl who never, mm -hmm. like who not show that you? I'm interested to you. <laughs> oh my God. I used to be, have pimples and glasses. And mm. I never had a boyfriend in high school. I had, little, I had very little friends. I was volunteering and working at the cafeteria because I was alone. I was lonely. Not a loner. Mm. I was lonely and rejected. Yeah. Self-confidence was as a low. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like, now I'm like, I hate it. I did not like myself. Like, yeah. And so this guy, like, okay, oh, yeah, I can't live with my phone number. He's so hot. You know, not seeing my own worth myself. He's mm. so hot. He must have a girlfriend. Mm. And then... I'm not kidding you. 10 seconds later, it was at the, the table behind me. And it's like, yeah, I'm moving to Montreal. Um, I don't have a girlfriend or parents in the, or family in the, in the area. I was like, wait a second. I just, in my head, <laughs> I said, I can't do it because you must have a girlfriend. Yeah. And boom, the answer is right Here's there. The you answer. just have one. Yeah. That was the first time I saw like ask and receive. Yeah. The universe is always, always responding. On, yeah. You just need to be able to listen. And so, well, I'm like, well, what's your reason now? Um, I guess I'll leave it now because there's no other reason I would not. So I left my phone <laughs> number and kind of ran out the door. 
um, didn't mm-hmm. see him. He messaged me back the week after saying, you know, he, he was busy, like he, he was moving away, but he still mm-hmm. messaged me back. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Why did you keep my phone number? Anyway, yeah. over a, a month and a half, we chatted every day. We went on five dates. Anyway, to me, they were dates. I don't know for him, but I'm going to go with my perspective. <laughs> they were dates. I was super excited. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, he didn't want, he, he didn't mention he didn't want children. And mm-hmm. so that one night I was like, my intention at first was being romantic. So I attracted yeah. romantic, you know, stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I was not sure. So I also re- attracted a lot of red flags, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I was so into him. Like, and I said, he doesn't want children. We'll just stay friends. I didn't say that. That was after our, our date. The next yeah. morning I received a message from him saying, oh, you're too maternal. I feel too maternal by you. We'll just stay friends. And I was like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure where we were, so I'm okay. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. You didn't want a family in general. Did you want to just sleep with me? Because I'm like super blind. Like you could tell me, you have to tell me if you want to date me because eh, yeah. my mind's like, is that yes or is that a no? Right. I, any overthinker over here? Because <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> Why is she talking to me right now? <laughs> but and in grief, especially if you've been manipulated, like emotionally manipulated, and you know, yeah. gaslighted, you don't mm. know if people mean what they say or whatever, right? So you your mind is always trying to figure out what it means no matter what yeah. so that's why it's and so after that I'm like why does you know he said I just want to be your friend like why and then mm. this actually it's like he didn't even know like but it just I didn't know my worth and he mm. triggered him kind of rejecting me like just yeah. saying no it triggered all my insecurities all my mm. my past wounds all my traumas I like, yeah. oh my god like why like I know I was awesome mm-hmm. I got all these achievements and I'm this awesome person but oh my god it triggered all of that oh that was gross like mm. after like and so I kind of went into masculine chasing energy but mm. I'm the I'm the girl of your dream and I proved myself to be the girl of oh. his dream I and yeah. I was like afraid at that time I was afraid of my own value I thought I was a burden I thought mm-hmm. That if I said something, somebody could actually commit suicide from me saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it was like very heavy. Like my grief was not grieving my husband, was mm-hmm. grieving my childhood. Like, oh, seeing yeah. how my parents were not like, they were actually, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally abusive. You no, know, not abusive, but like, you know, uh, yeah. and neglect, negligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, this is why I'm like this. I'm a trauma response walking yeah. on two legs, right? Yeah. So I didn't even know who I was. At one point, I felt like I didn't even know what was my worth as my, my kid's mom. Like, like the grandmother mm. is more loving. Mm. Why me, right? And so um, actually, I thought this guy was my twin flame. I discovered later on, like, mm. oh, twin flame. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. That explains all that happened there. Mm-hmm. And so I went into healing because at one point I had pain on my shoulder and massage mm-hmm. didn't work. Cairo uh, mm-hmm. didn't work. Like physio mm-hmm. didn't work. So I went to Synergy Healer. I said, let's try it. Let's just give it a try. And then she had this calendar of Abraham X. And I read it. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I feel that. And so I went on YouTube, listened to Abraham X. And that is like, oh my God, I create my reality. Oh my God. But when you discover you create your reality, you create the good, but you create the bad. I'm I'm sitting bad as quotation mark because, you know, it's it's how I see it. It's not bad, but at that time, it sounded like, my God, I created my husband dying. That killed mm. my husband, right? And all the fear. I was afraid that if I wasn't there, something bad would happen. And it actually happened. Mm. And so when you go down, like, 
seeing your whole world, the way you saw reality shattered. Yeah. It was horrible. But then through that and finding, oh, self-love, the world is only a reflection of how I feel about myself. And I always had the motivation of uh, being a speaker. And then I became a yeah. life coach and doing a life, the life coaching, I learned techniques, but I also, you know, it was for my own healing. Mm. I wanted to share with everyone after I'm like, oh my God, I need to share with everyone what I know, right? Yeah. But in I, I just want to say, I'm, I'm just completely blown away like this entire time. And I just realized we are 10 minutes over our time already. Oh. Doesn't matter. I just want to say thank you everyone for being so patient and staying on because I could sit here and listen to you forever. Like seriously, <laughs> I am going to rewatch this because I feel like every line you throw out is a golden nugget in itself. I want to put this on slow motion because it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. But my absolute favorite line out of all of that, and it's been like that golden thread throughout the entire conversation with you, Marie is we create our own reality. It is so powerful once we understand that. And for anyone not ever having heard about Abraham Hicks, uh, there's a lady, beautiful, beautiful lady. Her name is Esther Hicks and she's channeling Abraham. And she's coming out with these amazing, amazing golden nuggets. So if you have never heard of that, please, please, please. That's why I refer to Abraham Hicks as her because it's a lady channeling uh, Abraham. So please look into it. It's incredible wisdom right there. And Marie, we, I, I, we had in our pre-chat, we'll invite you to uh, come into the group and to get back to any comments, to share links, how we can actually get in touch with you. Uh, because I believe that you are a wealth of wisdom and love. Thank oh you <laughs> so Thank much you. for being here. I feel so honored to have had you on the show here. And uh, who knows, we might get you back for another interview because there is so much still. Uh, I'm like, oh pleasure. my God, I can't believe we're already out of time and we still haven't even, yeah, like, uh, there's so much more to come I'm absolutely certain um if it's okay with you uh, to bring you back and share a little bit yes. more about your story and about your insights I'm just so so blessed that we are connected so thanks again Jerry for connecting us thank, thank you, you Maria for being here today and uh yes Maria will share her links how you can connect with her in the comments below this interview so thank you and I will hand over to you for any final words I'll let you wrap up our session today if there's anything else that you would like to share with our audience today I'll give you another minute because I really want you to wrap this oh, up thank you <laughs> I will give you my website right now so you don't yes, have to wait please. Uh, my website is maryfmongrain.com and all like I got my podcast with Jim yeah. Nicolini and myself so I do talk about how I manifest things in my life and you know Perfect. how I create and the, the what I use and how I use it in my life and yeah. there's a seminar too that I teach about love attraction on there. Mm. And I give you the tools that I use in my coaching so that you don't mm -hmm. need a coach, right? So I, mm -hmm. I, I do give that. And it's on there. It's called Freedom Formula. And it's from Nick Bro, uh, which uh, he, he's a big fan of Abraham X. So um, it's kind of a, a mm -hmm. continuation of that that yeah. I work with. Yeah. And um, one thing I like to say is that may your reality be as awesome as you are. Thank you so much this is such a beautiful wrap up and with that being said everyone have a beautiful evening or night or morning wherever you are in this world and this is marie eve and marie signing off bye for now thank you so bye. much bye thank you <laughs>
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about loving life after loss, please visit mariealessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.